Welcome to uh, episode 20, I think it is, of the Couple of Lattes podcast. You're here with me, Jacques Massey, and today I have the uh, beautiful opportunity to speak to my good friend, Maddie Camo. Uh, Maddie Camo and I first met about three years ago, close to three years ago now, um, but after a few months, we kind of disappeared out of each other's lives um, for, I would say, a good 18 months. And I think a big reason why that happened for me on a personal level, I can't speak entirely for Maddie, but for me it was uh, the fact that I took some time off um, really over the past couple of years to discover who I was again, to fall in love with myself again, um, to understand my values and realize the person that I wanted to be, um, the person I wanted to be to others and the relationships I wanted to build with others. Um, and the human being I wanted to die being remembered as, whether that memory was for a couple of weeks or a couple of decades. Uh, I, I kind of just wanted to figure out who I was. Um, and that started, first of all, uh, with building a strong, powerful, loving, caring, kind, beautiful, long-lasting relationship with no other than myself. I wanted to fall in love with myself again. I was sick and tired of feeling like I was uh, worthless to everyone, that I didn't deserve love from anyone else, that I didn't deserve kindness, caring and compassion from other people in my life. And by doing so, I was able to remove a lot of the negative aspects from my life. And those sometimes came from uh, outside sources, external you know, friendships that were not really friendships. Um, and I also was able to remove a lot of the internal noise that I was um, uh, allowing to manifest because of all the external bullshit I was listening to. So essentially what I did was I took time to build a beautiful, long-lasting relationship with myself. Um, and only recently, uh, Maddie and I have come back into contact. And I'm a big believer in once you become a beautiful, kind, caring, compassionate uh, human being, a positive human being, someone who's willing to give and to grow others without any sort of expectation of return, once you can become that person and build that strong, loving relationship with yourself, yeah, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to me, I'm talking to anyone out there who's listening. Once you do that, you start attracting, this funny thing happens, you start attracting the same people into your life. You attract people into your life who are willing to give to you, who are willing to grow you, who are willing to support you. Regardless, you start attracting beautiful people into your beautiful life because you are no longer afraid of being who you are. You are no longer afraid of showing um, that you do love yourself, that you are happy to admit that you fuck up a lot of the time, that you're wrong, that you get sad, that you get angry, that you're human after all. And so for me, this example is beautifully tied into the podcast that Maddie and I talk about. Because what Maddie and I intended to talk about is not actually what we talked about. What we talk about in this podcast is building relationships with others, essentially. But to build relationships with, with others, we must first build a beautiful, loving, kind, caring relationship with ourselves. We must be comfortable enough uh, confident enough and caring enough for ourselves before we can ever hope to attract beautiful, caring, kind people into our lives. So without further ado, that <laughs> sounds like I'm announcing something massive. Without further ado, I bring to you 
uh, my podcast with Maddie Cummer on building relationships with others by first building a relationship with yourself. Just a quick note as well, guys. Uh, if you enjoy our podcasts, please leave a review. Uh, let us know exactly what you think. It's going to be really helpful for us. And if you think that this can help anyone else, then share it. All right. Take two. <laughs> Take three, really, because we had the conversation. That's true. In the cafe. <laughs> but it's funny, each time we have this conversation, like, new things come to the table. Yeah, me. yeah. And it gets easier and easier the more you talk. And, and I think yeah. I think for you, especially, like, the first one you were saying, <clears throat> there was kind of the pressure. Especially when I said, all right, bro, I'm recording now. And you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I listened back and I was like, like, why do I react like that? Like, <laughs> it's just a conversation, dude. No. Um. Before we get started, I might explain. Mm-hmm. If you're listening right now, the reason we're recording again is because I selected an incredibly terrible spot to record our first podcast together, and the wind literally destroyed all of the audio. So here we are in your house. Yeah, in comfort of my house. I've just made some fresh coffees. Your house is beautiful, by the way, bro. Cheers, thank Pleasure. you. Yeah, beautiful. now we're putting in putting in the work and making it out our, our own. So mm. so far, so good. Cool. All right. Well, let's go with. The actual act now that we've rehearsed a couple of times. <laughs> um, so I invited you on the podcast because I wanted to find out a little bit more about um, your past and how you got to where you are mindset-wise. Because like I said to you when we first had the coffee and I said to you in our first fucked podcast, <laughs> <laughs> um, I noticed a huge change in you, bro. And I attributed that to the fact that you'd had a child, but... Um, Really, for you, it was well before that that your mindset started changing and shifting. Um, but before we talk about like how um, having a solid relationship and how finding yourself and how uh, even more so having a child turned, made you into the person you are now and the person you're continuing to become, tell me like what happened. So how did you decide to become who you are now? Like what significant thing happened to you in the past? We talked about your breakup and we talked about your past relationship. So let's talk about that a bit. Well, I guess it just comes down to a rock, rock bottom point Yeah. in your life. And for me, it was, um, for me, it was a breakup, uh, that put me in a position where I had to evaluate for the first time in my life being alone. Um, how I viewed myself as a person. And how did you view yourself at that point? There were things that I didn't like and there was things that, uh, in my mind, needed to change. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of this is based on the last six months of the relationship, uh, which we spoke about in, in the, pod- the last podcast. So, uh, yeah, for me, it was a realisation that I wasn't the person that I wanted to, wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Or I thought I could be a better person. Mm. So yeah, so for me, um, yeah, it was the breakup. um, And what that did for me was put me in a position where I've gone from 11 years of company and 11 years of always having someone there. You were 14 when you first started dating. 14 when we started dating, yeah. Yeah, so it was 11 years of constant company um, to nothing. 
first, so, first of all, I didn't say this to you before, but I'm impressed actually that from the age of 14, you were able to commit to a relationship for 11 years. Like that by itself without everything is impressive. Yeah. yeah. It, I'm not, I'm not bitter. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a harsh person. Yeah. I, I can comfortably say now that they were, they were 11 good years. Mm. Like obviously I was committed to it uh, for a reason. So I don't look back and say I regret yeah. doing it. I could have changed this. I could have changed that. The kudos, the woodos, they... Which a lot of people do. They do, yeah. they do. Um, they, they were good years of my life and I don't yeah. regret any of it. That's good. Um, and I guess what, 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 what points we're going to sort of hit now are the things that sort of happen and the downfalls and the mistakes mm. shape me to who I am today. So, so the last six months, so the, what you're saying essentially is that 11 years or the majority of it was incredible, which yeah, that's fantastic that you can look back on that now yeah. and see that. But I guess you mentioned the last six months, something happened. So what do you think changed in you? I remember you talking before about an injury or, you know, like your self identity kind of was hard. Yeah. So for me, so while, while the relationship was still there, mm. um, if I, if I was to pinpoint a time when I realized it was a problem, um, it was the, it was the injuries. Mm. And what I mean by that is growing up as a kid, I was very into my sports and I was very good at my sports mm. and that's where, that's where I built up a lot of my confidence. Um, and oh. I was securing myself purely based around the fact that I was one of the best players of football. I was mm. one of the best players of cricket. Generally anything that I sort of attempted, I was good at. And if I wasn't, I had enough skills and I was athletic enough to learn how to, to learn, learn it, it and, and get good at it. So a lot of my confidence was built around that. So about six months out of their relationship ending, um, I went through two bad injuries and one was a dislocated shoulder, which um, I didn't do the right rehab. The process in my re- rehab wasn't good and my health wasn't the best it could be. So that caused a lot of issues with the shoulder continuing to dislocate it and the joint was not healing. So that was the first injury which I was sort of struggling with and and, and stopping me from pursuing my football, stopping me from riding my dirt bike, stopping mm. me from doing the, the water sports. And then just when I thought it couldn't get any worse, I ruptured my Achilles tendon. Yeah. Uh, and that... How old were you then? I was... Uh, 23 I think I was yeah. so that was an injury that a 23 year old shouldn't go through uh, mostly old people or people towards the back end of their sporting careers go through an injury like that um, and that was a huge setback so that pretty much had me um, not being able to walk or anything for about 4 months but the process of healing was spread out over about 6 to 8 months yeah, and that's just the physical side, right? Just the physical side, yeah. So, me looking back and dissecting the issues, um, that's that to me is when it all started. Um, the, the downfall to hitting rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny yeah. how, like for me, I kind of thought about this after we first talked um, about like... I think I think we we've previously talked about attaching your personal identity to an outside influence, whatever that that might be for you. It was sport, you know, riding your dirt bike, playing footy, 
for me, it was for a time, my ex-girlfriend, like how she felt about me. If I was with her and she was happy with me, then I was happy, right? Um, another thing for me was snowboarding and whitewater kayaking. Like I was a sponsored whitewater kayaker for a while. Um, well, I say sponsored like a couple of times. People gave me free shit. <laughs> yeah. well, but for you're me, obviously at a level where... Yeah, for me it was it was like, that's my identity. Like I'm this badass kayaker and people thought I was really cool and they thought I was amazing and I was feeding off that energy. But I wasn't really addressing like what I wanted to be. Like there was no, there there wasn't one point, uh, in my early twenties and my teens where I went, what do you want to do, bro? Like, what is it you want to do? I just kind of followed what other people did because those people thought it was cool. Yeah. And my ex girlfriend was another one of those people, who she was happy with me when we were doing all our travel and doing these amazing things, so I'd go along with it. So my rock bottom, similar to yours, was a breakup. And that's when I was able to go, like, who the fuck am I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so this is, like, where it's taken you, right? Yeah, like yeah. You had very, that injury yeah. and then... Very, very similar. And then what happened, you were saying, you kind of projected that almost onto your... Yeah, well, I guess, so what happened is, um, like you said, I lost my identity in a way when mm. I wasn't doing the sports, when I wasn't in my sporting communities, when I wasn't performing. So what that did was started to create just a negative mindset in general and there's there's key points which i can talk about which were triggers to me and that was my confidence went right down so my confidence was at its all-time low i become more frustrated Mm -hmm. and yeah i was insecure so like I'll, i'll i'll give you an example of being insecure, something that I never used to do, but after the injury, something that I started to do. So, um, I talked in the last podcast about this, like it's the best example I can come up with. I'd go to a party and the first thing I'd do when I walked in the room and saw people was I would compare myself to other men Mm. and it was all bullshit. Like at the end of the day, like insecurities, uh, false scenarios Mm. in your head, but that's what I was doing. I was doing little things like that. And Actually, question about that. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of did the same for a time as well. I would compare myself to other people. But one thing I found I did, I'm not, ashamed, I'm not really ashamed about this, to be honest. Like, for me, I know now that that was just part of my insecurities. I would look around the room and, yeah, one, compare men to myself. But I would also see other women in the room and compare them to my girlfriend at the time, my now ex-girlfriend. You know, I'd be like, oh, yeah, look at that dude, but now my girlfriend's hotter or, like, mm-hmm. you know. Did you do that as well? I didn't, no. So, yeah. mine so was... That was something I would do, Mom was weird. directly linked to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, unless I did do it, like, there, I guess there are areas that I didn't really look into because once I looked back enough, I found the issue and I accepted that I had problems. Yeah. So, I just sort of... I focused on those. Mm-hmm. So, yeah... Um, yeah, losing my identity caused all these negative thoughts in my mind. Uh, like I said, insecurities, low confidence, which led to frustration in myself, which put um, had effects on the relationship. Uh, a jealousy, like mm. they're, they're comparing myself to other guys. Um, at that point in time, I wasn't 
I wasn't very positive, so it was generally not good. I was losing most of those uh, hypothetical battles that I created in my head mm. versing these guys. Mm. They weren't real, but they seemed real to me, and they seemed real in my mind. So I would take that home, and yeah. And how would that show at home? Um, I'd just... I guess in a way I was questioning myself as a man, so... Um, and then without even communicating with my partner at the time, I was automatically judging myself through her eyes without yeah. even talking to her about it. So then... You had already assumed that she... I'd already made my mind up, yeah. but I hadn't even asked her the question of what she thought of me. Mm. So that just goes to show how powerful our own mindset is mm. and we can create these effects that aren't real and these scenarios that just delusional, aren't real really. basically yeah just mm. delusional so um yeah so in a nutshell um yeah the the injuries towards the back end of the relationship the injuries started to cause some serious problems in myself with insecurities and um negative mindset which i i feel had a big impact on the relationship sort of coming to a close yeah but um yeah I, I take full so I take full credibility credibility for what happened and, and the breakup like obviously there's yeah accountability sorry so there's um there's obviously other influences mm. um but talking me personally and what changed in me mm. from that young kid that young happy kid doing his sports and all that that's that's the main thing that I can think of mm. So then we'll fast forward to, to the breakup itself. So the breakup wasn't mutual. The breakup, just, just quickly, you were yeah. married, right? And you had a house. Yeah. Married, had a house, yeah. um, had a dog. Mm. Um, yeah, things that... Perceived from the outside as the happy family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, the beginnings of exactly. the So family, yeah. um, I guess that's why, before the injuries, I guess that's why I never dissected and seen a problem. Because based on this society we we had everything that mm. you need you have everything you want to be successful we talked about the la this last time actually about how you would kind of question every now and again during that last six months right it would be popping into your head like i'm not happy but then you would kind of quash it almost because you'd be like well actually we have this house we're married we have yeah, a dog exactly what do you yeah like what are you talking about mm. like you you've got it all the house. I thought about that actually night. after that last chat yeah. because for me, like that was the same. And I thought about what you were saying. I was like, actually, like wow, like yeah, I was doing exactly the same. Mm. And I remember even saying when I was getting my ass dumped, and I was like in tears and this little ball, like fucking demasculated completely. Mm. And uh, I remember looking up and being like, but everyone else thinks we're good. Like, <laughs> you know? yeah. And but there's a like, day, man. Like I, 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 I never. I never thought of it like this as a young kid, but now it's like, it sounds cliche, but like, who cares what anyone else thinks looking in? No, no. Like it really, it really does not matter. No. So, because people, people can look in at you as perfect and put you on this pedestal, mm. but if you do not view yourself in the same way, it, it, it's not real. It doesn't exactly. exist. Yeah. Nothing whereas, whereas, if you put yourself on that pedestal and you know who you are and you believe who you are, 
the what outside about to your expectations of yourself. Yeah, the out, outside influence and the judgment of people doesn't alter that. Mm. But flip flip the script and it does. That that which kind of just shows you. Too, yeah, like which just go, goes to yeah. show you that the more important one is how you feel about yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. So fast forward to the breakup. Mm-hmm. So then I'm in this position where for the first, I guess you could say for the first time in my life, because I've come from, like, I've, I've got a busy family whole, uh, family life. I've got two parents, I've got four brothers, mm. a lot of cousins. So uh, from the age of born to 14, I guess, busy, chaotic household. And then from there, a relationship. I never really had time for myself. So the breakup, although I didn't think it in the time, was actually a blessing in disguise because... Yeah. It forced me into this period in my life where I was alone. Mm. So although it was hard, um, I sort of had two choices from there. And that Mm. was um, dig deep and figure out uh, the problems that led to the relationship and try and fix them and get the relationship back or dive into another relationship and just blame the other party for the fact that you broke up. But mm. I took a bit of a different approach and I used that opportunity of having all this time to myself to look in the mirror and ask myself, who are you? Hey, Maddie, how are you? I love yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Well, have the conversations with myself that I'd never had before. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so that's where it kind of, kind of all started, mm. like just owning my flaws and accepting things in myself that I didn't like and mm. starting the process of changing that. So for anyone else like going through the same boat, and I'm sure there's plenty of guys out there cause there's plenty of guys and girls going through the same thing. But I think in general, like what we've been discussing the past few times, time chimes, times we've chatted is that guys really struggle to, like, open up about this sort of thing. So for guys listening, like, the mistake for you was... The mistake would be in the situation, sorry, uh, finding someone else to lean on, finding someone else to um, hide your problems with instead of just <clears throat> sitting there, taking responsibility, um, confronting yourself and figuring mm-hmm. out exactly what you want. Yeah, well, 100%. You've you've hit the nail on the head. So, um, they're they're, they're the two options that people make. So, it generally goes two ways. And there's nothing to say that I couldn't just jump into a new relationship. Like, let's let's face it. It's easy to have good feelings with someone new. Mm. It's just how we're programmed as people. Like, so... I think it's easy as well for people to avoid suffering like yeah in general 100%. people will try to avoid yeah. it but like a lot of the times yeah. well not a lot of the time actually all of the time in my opinion mm-hmm. when you actually confront the issue and you push through it's like we were talking about last time you make the choice to suffer through a certain thing because you know in the long run it's going to be beneficial yeah right? definitely like for me choosing to suffer through you know confronting myself it's a no-brainer yeah, I'm the only one I'm going to die with. I'm not going to die with anyone else. I'm being yep. my entire life with me. Mm-hmm. I think you probably feel the same. Like, why not figure yourself out? Mm. Well, yeah, like, it. People just need to ask themselves when they're at rock bottom: is, do you want to take the easy option, mm. 
or do you want to take the hard option? Because it is hard. Mm. Like I, we 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 could sit here. We, we we've both had points in our life where we've turned it around and we've become better people and stronger people. But it's a process. Yeah. And it takes time. Like it's it's a journey. It's not something that happens overnight. You don't read a book and wake up better. <laughs> and if you do, you're not doing it right. Yeah. Like my my mindset was from the get-go I'm not going to wake up feeling better tomorrow this isn't all going to go away tomorrow like this mm. is going to take time and if I did it was it was the easy option and I didn't want the easy option because the easy option just leads to you know pain down the, down exactly. the line yeah right? exactly exactly all yeah it's, it's pain like and regret, yeah, yeah pain and regret exactly yeah. so yeah so that's that's sort of chapter one of, of my life. Mm. Um, uh, it was a good upbringing. It was a good life. But I'd obviously just fell into a period where... You skipped the stage where you got to know yourself. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, alone in a big empty house, I mm. walked up to the mirror. I had a good look at myself. And um, I didn't ask myself who I was. I asked myself who I wanted to be. And then I started putting those steps in the place um and i think that's a good um line actually i didn't ask who i was i asked who i wanted to be because a lot of the times i guess people get kind of trapped in this uh this time loop where they kind of they were someone and then they're becoming someone better but then they get reminded somewhat how of like who they were and they go well i'm never going to be this person that i want to be and then they get trapped back in the loop just ends up in these cycles of like they're doing really well and then they get sucked back and they're doing really well and they get sucked back so I think it's really good that you phrased it that way like who do I want to be and I think that's something you got to continuously do mm. you got to continuously be asking yourself how can I be better yeah who do I want to be you know yeah and then yeah and then the the process started yeah and it's it's been a journey I'm still on that journey now always like one thing I realise is you don't there's there's no end goal it's it's not um it's not a destination like true happiness is is a process i actually wrote down some things the other day um so i wanted to understand what happiness was mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> so i was just, i was just going to some notes here so um for me realizing that happiness wasn't a destination was was really important but then i had to understand what happiness was and how to have happiness in my life and it was more so for me now that i look back based around like uh, personal improvement better mindset learning from my mistakes having more love in my life mm. um and and these things made me a better person which in result made me a better friend yeah and um allowed me to help others yeah and that's something that you talked about in your recent podcast mm. like giving yeah like and how important that is and that's that's a part of the process of happiness mm. it's not the bentley it's not the mansion like they're all destinations once you get the bentley then you want the what's the next? more expensive car once you get the mansion then you want the second mansion once you have the villa on the beach you want the the country home like mm. it never ends like so I just try not to base my happiness around a destination. I try and just understand that 
happiness is always evolving. Yeah. So to be happy, you need to always be improving in these areas. And, 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 and it changed my life, man. It changed my life. Like, where did I learn this sort of stuff? Like, I didn't just have a dream and wake up overnight and go, ah, I figured it out. Like, what, what I recommend to people is do what I do. Take advantage of the internet. Take advantage of the fact that there are people in better positions than me. Mm. There are people that have been through growth before I have. Like, mm. so learn off those people. I'm constantly listening to podcasts. I can't remember the last time I drove to work and listened to the radio. Yeah. I, I read the newspaper. I don't do it. Like, mm. I'm reading books. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm, I'm learning off people that I inspire to be more like. Yeah. And I've consistently done it for six years now. Mm. Like... And yeah. I'm waiting for the day that I get over listening to podcasts. But although it's all the same topics, everyone's done it in a different way. So I'm taking a little bit from like each person. So Yeah, and there's always like a little nugget of wisdom where you go, oh, hold on, actually, that's a weak area. Yeah. Let's yeah. listen to something. And, that, that, and that's one of the reasons why I decided to do a podcast. You asked me a while ago, yeah. and I kind of, without saying no, I kind of just shut down the idea. And you had to sort of keep asking. It wasn't until I started listening to your podcast and noticing the change in your approach in your podcast from when it first started, mm. not necessarily about like travel, mm. but mindset. And I started to relate and I started to take tips from you and use them in my own life. And cool. then I was like, I'm going to do this podcast. Yeah. I can feel your energy. Dude. So yeah. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. That's great. So, awesome. Yeah. So it's good. So yeah. So I guess, <laughs> so on that topic of, you've been actively seeking out like podcasts and like energetic people and people who fuel your growth. Like there's no kind of give and take. There's almost just give, give, give and you in return, give, give, give. Right. So you're finding people like that. But so we're in chapter two now and you've confronted yourself. The one thing we covered last time was your group of friends. So like your circle is there is this the point in time where you were like, all right, there's some people in my life who aren't fueling me. Like, there's people in my life that are dragging me down. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so what happened there? Um, well, what happened was once I realized who I want to be and I started putting those steps into place, then you look to your community. I call it the community. Mm. Your friends, your family, the people you surround yourself with. Your tribe, in other words. Yeah, so I guess in a way, it sounds so corny, but I guess in a way I was reborn. I was. (laughs) I was, because I had a new mindset. Uh Um, I wasn't angry about my past. I just decided, now I'm going to start to approach life different. This has happened, I've learned from this. Yeah. Let's take on life. So I guess I just moved from me direct, me personally, to, to my community. And that's when you start to realise this person's not good for me. Mm. This person's good for me. Um, even to the point where I started to rebuild relationships with friends and family. People that were good for me, mm. but people that I felt maybe... I didn't give... Were becoming bad, for you, honest, or... No, no, no. Like, uh, how am I trying to explain this? So, my family. I'll talk, I guess what I mean is my, my direct family. So, I kind of felt like me not knowing exactly who I was and being in a positive mindset all the time, 
I now had this opportunity to rebuild that relationship with them and give them things that I hadn't given them in the past. I understand. Now contribute to them in a more in yeah, a better way. Really. Exactly, yeah. So and that was part of building my community. So mm-hmm. it was just surrounding myself with better people. And the best part of it is there's no book, there's no formula to it. It's my decision and my decision alone of who I feel can be in my community and who can't. Like, I'm in control of that. Yeah. And that's that's kind of a... That's a powerful thing. Yeah, I think so. So, so I took full advantage of that. So I started to rebuild this community. And what I noticed is new people were coming into my life. Uh, some people were going out of my life. Mm. Uh, and the people that were going out of my life, um, it's not that they're bad people. Like, who am I to say that you're bad and I'm good? Like, it's not a matter of good and bad. It's just, I guess for me, it was people that were linked with drama had mm. to go because I had had a, I'd had a lot of drama in my upbringing with, with my past relationship, with my family in general, you know what I mean? Like, and, and just the people that I was surrounded with, there, there was a lot of drama and that's not a bad thing, but... I don't react good to drama. You just didn't want that. That's just me personally. So it's not to say that the drama was bad or the the drama was needed to stop. I just don't react well to drama. So people that I viewed as drama had to go. Mm. So yeah, so there was a lot of friendships that sort of ended, that I moved on from. Mm. But there are a lot of new relationships that started in my life. Yeah. Like good relationships, good people. So, yeah, and they helped me become a better person because like you were saying before, like when you're both giving, yeah, it, you're just getting better and better and better. Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing like I find with a lot of people and is there's this, even though someone might be giving to you, there's, you can feel like a, an expectation of return. And I think the key is if you want to be like, uh, if you want to be a supportive person in someone else's community and in turn you hope to attract supportive people to you, your community, you can't just be, be giving to someone with an expectation all the time. You need to just be giving to someone because you want that person to fucking win. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I want you to fucking win. You yeah. Know? Like, so I'm happy to give to you or help you rather than, oh, I want you to win, but in turn, I want you to help me win. Yeah, yeah. It's not the right idea, you know? Yeah. So for me, I find with the people I attract now is I look for people who, when when I talk to them, I can sense that they actually give a shit, you know? And they give a shit because they give a shit, not because they want you to give a shit in return, you know? Mm. You know what I mean? There's no real, like, expectation. I I, I can completely relate, and Mm. probably just because I've listened to your recent podcast, but... um, it was really inspiring. I listened to it on the way to work yesterday mm. and it was just me and apprentice last night working night shift and mm. it changed my whole night. Like oh, wow. your, your, your words of wisdom. Yeah. Like not that I wasn't going to have a good night or anything, but I went into it with this completely different approach. Yeah. And what it, what it reminded me is like, this is something that I know you should give and not expect, yeah. but it's something that we easily forget. Yeah. Well, it's hardwired into our heads. Man. So like, you kind of hard. reminded me in a way. So, I just went into last night's uh, workshop with like this different mentality and oh, that makes me so I happy. really put in an effort to teach the apprentice 
the right way to do the job that we're doing and explain it to him and expect nothing in return. Yeah. I just I just wanted him to learn something from this night nice shift. That that was my goal. Mm. Like you just you just changed my mindset. So I wasn't going into work. Um, this is a job that needs to be done. We'll get the job done. We'll get out. Like my goal of the night, I knew the job was going to get done. I got confidence in my abilities. Mm. So my mindset changed, and I was like, I'm gonna make sure that the apprentice that is working with me tonight learns as much as he can, and I teach him as much as I can. Mm. And how did you feel after you did that? Good, and and yeah. he actually thanked me at the end of the shift, which is something I don't generally do. Like two mm. dudes generally just go. Awesome. See you next year, mate. <laughs> but he pulled me aside and said, oh, I really appreciate the extra effort that you put into explaining this because um, yeah. now, now I don't just know what we're doing, but I understand why we've got to do certain things certain ways. Oh, that's epic. So, yeah, and in, in a way, that's what I got in return. I wasn't expecting anything, but I did get something in return from it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm just giving you an example of like something just so small out of, a daily, um, a daily job for me, mm. and and how your podcast changes. So I can only imagine whoever whoever else listens to that. You, oh, pumped! You, well, hopefully, when people listen to this, like we're talking about it now, like yeah. And what's and, good about it is you don't need a lot of time. Like mm. I love that you're doing these six to ten minute podcasts, like yeah, yeah. just focused on one thing. Because sometimes when sometimes I wake up on the wrong side of the bed and I wake up with the wrong mindset, like. Dude, I did this morning straight um, up. So it's those little things that mm. help me. It's those little things that uh, change my mindset and mm. set me up for the day. Mm. So you don't need to listen to an hour podcast. You don't need to read a book start to finish. Like mm. sometimes you just need a little, a just few a few words of wisdom, and just to remind you of the things that you already know. Yeah. Just to k- kickstart that mindset. So that's why, like, one of the things I try and do in the morning, it doesn't even need to be someone else telling you. Like, for me, like, if, like this morning, dude, straight up, I was, like, super pissed at the world. No reason. Mm. None whatsoever. Just woke yeah. up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah. And I was like, man, snap out of it. But I couldn't snap out of it. So I went and looked in the mirror, and I just started listing everything I was, like, super pumped for. Hot shower. I've got a house. I just slept in a bed. Yeah. I'm going to have breakfast. Oh, wait, did I forget strawberries? Nah, it's all good. I got blueberries. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Just great. Really yeah, listing yeah, yeah, out yeah. the things. Yeah. But anyway, back, we're going way off topic, which is cool, but... Yeah. Um, we do that, don't we? We do, a lot. <laughs> in every podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think, like, without even knowing, when you were rebuilding this community, you were doing exactly that. Like, you were starting to really, like, go, okay, like, this person is important to me, so, like, I'm going to, like you said, rebuild the relationship. I'm going to give to this. And so I guess the next question for you is, as you're building that, this is chapter two, Maddie the law of attraction is bringing better and better people to you. Just so happens you brought probably one of the best people in your life to you. Neural, yeah. 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 <laughs> you were thinking for a while then. No, no, I thought, I thought you were going to say it. So, because yeah. you, you, you do know of my history and you do yes. know about my relationship. Uh, yeah, Neural, the beautiful wife. Um, mm. Congratulations, by the way, on everything with her. Yeah, it's, look, thing, things are going really good, man. Mm. Things are going really good. And, uh, we left the last podcast and uh, it was funny. I kind of got stuck on this question, I felt. And yeah. I think I was trying to look too deep into it. Like, you simply just asked me, like, 
how do you guys meet? And mm. if you can try and relate that to mindset, like mm. what we're trying to do this podcast around. So I was just thinking way too deep with it. Yeah. So um, so I just brought up the conversation with Narelle and I was just like, um, what's the first thing that you can think of? Like, you know, when, when we met, like why why was it so good? Like what, what, why were the fireworks there? Like why are we still here now sort of thing? So, so yeah, we just started talking and having a conversation and it clicked and I started to realise the importance of it. Um, mm. So I'll, I'll give you a little like backstory on sort of how we met. So the when we met, we literally didn't want a relationship and I think that's important and, and I'll get to it. So something we discussed from the start when we met and we, we were dating was we 100% didn't want to make it anything more. We didn't want a relationship. Now, it might sound a bit stupid, but there were massive benefits to this. And those benefits were that there was no pressure to impress the other party or act in a certain way to get the relationship. So, does that make sense, what I'm saying? Yeah, you are. So, when, when you meet someone right. new, like, maybe one person's not looking for a relationship, maybe the other person needs a relationship, whether it's for the right reasons or the wrong reasons. So, you start to manipulate who you are as a person and you start to act a little bit different. You don't really project your true self. Exactly, to, to, to draw that person in and, and get what you want. So, by us... 110% not wanting a relationship at that point in our lives it allowed us to be just who we were yeah completely raw like honest just the truth mm. who I was when I was with Narelle when I was talking to Narelle was who I was at that point in my life and it was the exact same for her so yeah it paid off man because we loved who we were and yeah. we fell in love. Yeah. And look where we are now. Like, we we started to build a relationship on pure truths of who we who we were. And I guess in some weird way, like I'd been through the whole mindset switch and personal development, and Narelle had it as well in her own way. So when we met, we were kind of the best versions of ourselves. Yeah. And that just made us so much more attracted to each other and allowed us to put more energy in not growing because we'd already done the hard work, but in putting that energy into this connection, yeah. <laughs> this relationship. So, yeah. So there were, there were benefits in meeting each other and not wanting anything out of it. Mm. Huge benefits to it. Mm. So, and you know, the connection is amazing like yeah. um your your recent uh post that you put up of your beautiful girlfriend overseas <laughs> yeah um the the words in there i could 100 percent just relate to it because mm. when you've really met someone and you you have this powerful connection mm. and this honest raw love for that person you can see it in other people like, so what are, what are some things that let's break down because I think I have an idea of what works for me personally but what are some things that you did completely different when you approached this relationship you've already said you approached it as 
a solid person. Like you're already in love with yourself. Mm-hmm. You're comfortable by yourself. You didn't need someone else in your life. So that's one thing. But like, what are some other key differences when you approach this relationship? Because I think a lot of guys, especially out there, even though they might go out and brag and boast about, yeah, I just want to like have one night stands. I just want to be single all my life. In my opinion, all of the strongest men that I have in my life and that I've met in my life are men who have committed to, uh, you know, amazing relationships with other amazing people. Yeah, I guess what was different, because um, I was single for a bit before I met Narelle, and I was figuring out who I was. I was going out partying and drinking the, the, the usual things and, and ex- single exploring too. the single life. And... I just got over it real quick. Real quick. Mm. So, when I met Narelle, um, speaking of the devil, <laughs> when I met Narelle, there was, um, there was this different approach. We, we were more mature. Mm. Well, well, Narelle was very mature as a person, which was one of the most attractive qualities in her, but we were able to start the relationship on mature grounds. Mm. There was no games, there was no playing, there was no people on the side, like... So, yeah, so I guess maturity is is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. And that's the difference to what was happening with other people I'd met before Narelle. Mm. So, yeah, and I guess because of that maturity and the honesty, like, the relationship started from then and we started to build it off honesty and communication. Mm. Because they're things that mature people do. So... Yeah, and so honesty and communication are two huge ones. Huge, I think for massive. me as well. No, no, massive. So I think that's a a thing that a lot of um, people struggle with because they think, oh, if I'm not honest about how I feel or I don't communicate, then there won't be a problem and we won't argue and won't have to confront the issue. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of the devil. Hey. <laughs> so yeah, um, we'll we'll keep going. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so anyway, you built this incredible relationship. Um, I think after talking about it a few times, you'd already kind of found your own personal growth and mindset before you and Narelle got together. Um, so when you guys got together, it was just a matter of both building each other up because you'd already built yourselves to a certain level. So now it got to a point where if you needed support, Narelle was there to push you up. And if Narelle needed support, you were there to push her up, you know? Yep. Yeah, exactly. And that's how it was at the start. So mm. at the start, um, I could put my hand up and admit that Narelle was probably at a a better position with personal growth than I was. Mm. So she was able to guide and help me through her maturity and her amazing ability to communicate. Mm. So she taught me a lot. And communication was something that I lacked in the past. Yeah. But as the relationship went on, there were things that I was able to help Narelle with and, and build her up in certain ways. So we had this perfect balance in the relationship. No one was gaining off the other um, to the point where... Because in relationships, if someone gains off the other person too much and it becomes unequal, mm. I think that's when issues can start in their mind. Where was they, this where you had the bottle metaphor last time? Um... Possibly, <laughs> possibly we can. I can try and do this again. No, 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 no that's it, fine. Yeah. Um, what was the bottle metaphor? Like it was, it was, it was the... basically like I've got a I've got a bottle and 
of water. It's yeah. three quarters full of water, and that's my happiness. Yeah. And if I hand that to Noelle, uh, she can use up that happiness, but. But she fills the bottle back up. She fills the bottle back up and gives we it back We used to this me. when we were talking about the group. People. Yeah, yeah. The, the community. Okay. But, but it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. So there's, there's people in your life where you give them that bottle full of the water we call happiness. Mm. And they use up that happiness and then they want more happiness. Mm. So they're like, more happiness, more happiness. And you keep giving that to them and you're kind of lacking... You're giving away your own happiness for that person. I was going to use that in the last podcast. I totally forgot. But where, yeah, but where it works is if they return that happiness back to you, yeah. and then it's balanced and yeah. it's equal, constantly balanced. Um, yeah, and that that's something that is massive, and that's something that's huge in a relationship. Um, mm. Being equal as humans, mm. um, because history history has made it very hard for relationships and men in general. Um, How so? Well, just the old generation of men can't be emotional. So the women can be emotional to the men, but the Mm. men just support the emotional needs, but the men can't be emotional and get support back. Which means that's that's weakness. That's a sign of weakness. So, uh, and that's sort of how I was growing up. And this is not a knock on my father because my dad is a great, loving Mm. man, but he is from a generation where he doesn't and hasn't shown his emotion he hasn't shown that side so i kind of grew up in a way in the early early stages of my life not communicating because i saw it as a sign of weakness Mm. which is how my dad saw how the generations of our my grandfather and great-grandfather seen it but you know times times slowly changing so and that's something that narelle was able to teach me Mm. um that we're equal as humans. It's okay to share your emotions. Yeah, like... Um, you can be a big tough guy who cries and talks about his Exactly, feelings. man. So, yeah, so that started the pathway of us communicating and that's mm. something that we do to this day, man. Yeah. We just give ourselves time and it's generally at the end of the day once everything's wrapped up and all the outside influences and the exterior noise has stopped and we just jump in a bed and it's just two of us in, in the bedroom, that's when we try to allow a little bit of time every week just to communicate how we're feeling in general, how our lives are going, what are the things that are stressing us out, how can we avoid or limit those stresses. Like so yeah, that's something that we did at the start and mm. we still do now. So communication and honesty, two key things to any relationship. It's worked for me yeah, so cool. far. So yeah. Awesome. And you know, fast forward to, to our present relationship now. Yeah. Um one important agreement that we have to each other is that we help each other be our best selves mm. if that makes sense like yeah. I'll, I invest my energy and time into Narelle being the best person she can be and she invests her time into me being the best person I can be and the reason why we do that is because we're both in the understanding that there's no guarantee that we're going to be together forever. There's no guarantee that we're going to be together in 10 years. Mm. We want to be together and we've agreed to commit to this relationship and make it work. And Mm. I can guarantee you, if you ask Narelle and you ask me, we 100% want to be there till we take our last breath. Mm. But we're also understanding that there's no guarantee of the future. Yeah. So what we do in the meantime is we help make each other the best people we can be Mm. and what that does is it eliminates 
the pressure of one day being alone. It eliminates the fear of the relationship not lasting. Uh, and it allows you to not build up insecurities based off those or fears based off those. It, it just sort of allows you to trust the process. Yeah, if it works can be or it doesn't, yeah. I'm going to be okay. I think that's fantastic that you guys do that. Because that's, that's one of the huge mistakes I made in my last relationship. I'm the same. Uh, and I think you're the same, same. yeah. yeah. So, and that's something like I really, really try and do now. And you reminded me of it last time we talked, actually. And I'm so grateful that I learned those lessons before meeting Narelle. Yeah. Because... It would have gone the same way, right? If you hadn't learned Exactly, those yeah. So, well, mate, and and, and Narelle is one that would be a harder pill to swallow if I lost her, you know, for, oh, yeah. for reasons that were in my control. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very grateful in a way that I was able to sort of figure out the mistakes that I've made in my past relationships to not bring to this one. Uh-huh. So yeah. Awesome, bro. Yeah. I'm super pumped to hear that. Every time you tell me that it makes me smile. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm happy with the yeah. relationship. Like I can't tell you how, Hard it is to be away from Noel and now from Sophie. Like mm. it's and that's a good thing, man. Yeah, so it's Sophie. a good thing to not crave mm. being away from him. Like yeah. and and unfortunately, I hear that from a lot of people. It was so good to just not be with them for this day to do my own thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. To be away camp with the boys. Like you want to be with them because you. Choose I want to be, to with, be them. with them. Yeah, yeah, my time with them is like not forced. It's mm. like it's just genuine. So genuine love. Yeah, which. Speaking of Sophie, like yeah. that brings on chapter three point oh. Maddie chapter three point. Yeah, we'll call this one fatherhood. <laughs> yeah. So initially, yeah. when I when I wanted to do this podcast with you, it was it was kind of I wanted to know whether being a father had changed your mindset and you know refocused your priorities and yada yada yada. But as we've kind of figured out, that wasn't really the case because you both of you, you and Narelle were incredibly switched on and you were ready to go months before you even had Sophie so yeah well one, one thing I say this a lot when I talk about Narelle but like it's it's about making agreements to each other and it's about being on the same on the same page because if you're not on the same page but you you still pursue what what you're trying to do um, it's, it's going to cause issues yeah like if one person's not in agreement like mm. that you can't just put your beliefs to the side because it won't work. Mm. So there's no point in sort of going, well, I disagree with that, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like, forget about what I disagree about. Like, putting it in the back pocket and pushing forward with it. Like, mm. it's... You've got to be in agreement. Like, and it's hard, man, when you're in a relationship. Like, when you when you start to talk about a baby and bringing a baby into the world, yeah. um, all of a sudden... <laughs> Yeah, you need to be in agreement with this other person for it to work. I guess right? it's almost for some people that might even be a make or break point, right? Like if you get into, that's one thing I never understand actually, is when people get in. Sorry, going off topic a bit. I know, I know, I already know what you're about to yeah. say. Yeah, when people get into relationships, they yeah. get married, they get a house, and they always know when they've had initial conversations with someone that they don't want it. Like the other person might not want a child, yeah. but. They personally want a child. Yeah. And they've had conversations with people and they'll be like, oh no, they'll come around. It's like... Yeah. And do you know what, yeah, do you know what the worst like... is? When they, when they go with it anyway. Yeah. That's, I it just don't understand It blows my mind. Like, me and the research that we've done and the preparation that we've done, it's the importance of having a child. 
mm. and bringing up child in this world. Like it's something that shouldn't be played with, you know. You know, what yeah. I mean? so that that blow blow my mind when people have a kid for the wrong reasons. Like we, mm. that's something we both agree on. Like it's mm. it's kind of scary, man. It's a scary thought. Those those parents that make this decision, like on a whim, when both parties aren't even on the same page. Like, should we get Maccas or BK? Should we have a kid or not? Oh, like, it's God. not the same decision. It's not, man. No, it's not. A big Mac no, is different to a kid. We laugh no. about it, but it's really sad because yeah. it's, it's happening. Right. It's right. happening very, very often. Mm. Like. Um, and it's very unfortunate for the for the kid and the kid's mm. development and the input that they have on this world mm. and, and and unfortunately just a majority of that starts from the, the parents and mm. the upbringing and like not necessarily wanting it so yeah scary shit but um yeah for us like preparation was key mm. being on the same page was uh was important mm. um yeah, and once you once you decide that you want a kid, what becomes even more important is having your shit together. Like in the past, it was like it was important to be in the right mindset and have your shit together, but now now it's really important. Why do you think it's so much more important? Well, because I'm all for learning from mistakes and that, and I've done that my whole life. Mm. But now you're being watched by this fresh human, this child, this brain that's not developed. So the mistakes that you make now are being observed by this child. Yeah. So in a way, you want to limit the mistakes that you've made. And, and, and it's, look, it's kind of weird because I've talked about in this podcast how my mistakes have made me who I am. Mm. Um, but it just makes you more vulnerable and, and scared of not having your shit together. So in a way, you sort of go into like overdrive with it. Well, I've got to have my shit together now because if I make mistakes now, that's going to impact her development. Mm. Yeah. So, um, but in saying that, sorry, but in saying that, it's important for me to make the mistakes in front of Sophie and, and learn from them and grow from them because one thing that we want to expose Sophie to. Well, two things that we want to expose Sophie to which are really important to us. Mm. And we could be right, we could be wrong. Like, I'm no, I'm no professional on this. Yeah. But just two things that we've both agreed that we want to expose Sophie to is love and failure. Yeah. Two very, very important ingredients yeah. to be successful in, in this life. It's up to her what she does. Mm. Our job is to give her ingredients while she's got a developing brain and while she's young and while she's taking in everything. And we try and focus a lot of that around love. Mm. And how do we do that? The way we are with each other, we just do it in front of her. Yeah, We're in love. We're happy. Yeah. Um, and it's got to be honest, right? Like it can't be yeah, this kind of fake happiness. Like we, we just nothing's hidden from her like we let her see our relationship with each other we let her see our relationship with our friends because we love each other we love our friends and that's Mm. just gonna teach her what love is yeah and yeah and failure failure is a big big one yeah explain why you think failure because i guess like i part of like our generation i find and i think i was pretty lucky with this because my brother and i both i don't know about you but like we had a lot of like shitty moments growing up where we were exposed to failure and we had to kind of figure it out. Um, so I'm glad for that. 
but there's a lot of like especially in this millennials generation where the parents have brought them up to just be surrounded by winning like you come 42nd in a freaking school run and you get a certificate like dude you lost yeah like you came 42nd yeah 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 <laughs> and so they kind of like come into the real world and it's like they have all these massive expectations mm-hmm. um of just they're gonna win you know yep. they become entitled like well, everything's yeah. gonna come to me that's the main one so is that is that your that's one of the main reasons yeah but i guess who i am now mm. I'm, I'm and and the person i am i'm the best version of myself mm. and the reason i am who i am is from the mistakes i've made yeah so and i'm not an idiot we can protect sophie for a certain period of time but eventually she's gonna have to go into the real world and she's gonna have to um Make her own mistakes. Make her own mistakes. And mm. she is going to make mistakes. So the parents that think that they can hide their children and blindside them to the fact that the mis- mistakes and try and raise them in this perfect environment, it doesn't exist because the world's yeah. not a perfect place. Yeah, so but the raising more, them in the perfect yeah, environment, the more, they make it more imperfect. The more we can expose her to her mistakes. Mm. And right now, she's nine months old. Nine and a half months old. So now it's just simple things like letting her fall over yeah letting her touch something that maybe she shouldn't be touching letting her taste something that she we know is not going to taste good so um <laughs> obviously to a point where it's not unsafe yeah yeah of course but yeah so as she gets older though it's going to become more about us making mistakes in front of her and being honest how we yeah how we deal with it and what's the steps to deal with it be honest with yourself that you've made a mistake explain Mm. Uh, well not explain like just figure out how to not make that mistake again so and I think that's the more we can expose her to that the better and she's only going to learn through making mistakes herself or seeing her parents make mistakes and how they overcome it mm. so yeah but yeah, that's that's huge like the love is not really effort for us because we do have a lot of love for each other and I don't think it should be effort either like if it's effort then there's probably like you probably <clears> got to look at why why should I be trying to yeah. be in love? Yeah, you know, like, I don't think it, you mm. should have to try. No, that. no, definitely not. So, but um, yeah, cool. Mm. Very awesome, man. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> well, this has been awesome. This has probably been, I would easily say, easily the best chat we've had it in is. terms of how it's flowed. Well, it's funny. The more we talk, the yeah. more the the more we're in a way getting to know each other. Yeah, hundred um, percent. That's, that's actually the main reason I started the podcast. I know I started doing the travel, but I never really wanted to because the whole idea for the podcast was I just wanted to talk to people and learn from yeah. other people, like their experiences. Because there's so many... Everyone has a different story. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And so the more I do this with people like yourself and with Anton was the last one I did with, and I did one with Chris and Emma, and like all these people have different stories. Mm. It's just so good to learn and understand people, you know? And I really want to thank you for sharing, dude. Like straight up, yeah. Very, well, very it's, happy um, it's 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 a part of. It it, it was a part. Of, honesty mm. is a big mm. part of my life and becoming a better person. Yeah, I don't just share the highlights of my life. Like, and unfortunately, we're in a generation where that's that's a big part of this world. Yeah, fake happiness. Yeah, like just showing the highlights, showing the good parts. But mm. um, this is my life, man. 
the raw stuff's where it's at, man. And if you're comfortable with who you are, then it shouldn't be an issue talking about the flaws. It shouldn't be an issue mm. talking about the mistakes. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, man. Yeah. I think essentially what we've covered in this chat is... And I was thinking about... Because, you know, the initial title was going to be something to do with having a child. But I think really what we've talked about is your story was building a relationship with yourself and others. It's essentially what yep. we've talked about. Mm. And building a relationship with yourself first, which is what you figured out after your yep. first one failed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, I don't even look at it as a failure. But I just look at it as an experience. A great so. time to learn. <laughs> yeah, that's it. As long as we're learning it, then we're yeah. growing. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, last time I asked you a bunch of different questions, I didn't really know what I wanted to ask. But I guess the one question I want to leave with is, what now? What do you want to focus on now? Like, what does this version of Maddie, who's got an incredible wife, incredible young child, and a, a great family, like, what, what's the main focus in your life now? Just keep doing what I'm doing, keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. Um, it feels like we're on the right path. Mm. It feels like we're doing everything right. Mm. Um, so just keep doing what we're doing, man. Cool. Yeah. Like our, we- our main focus is just create a life that's full of happiness mm. Mm. full of joy full of love and Beautiful. what is that it goes back to what I was saying earlier about the happiness it's it's understanding what is happiness mm. and then pursuing those things to create a happy life yeah and it, it's not about the destination it's yeah. not about paying off the house it's not about upgrading the car in a year it's not about the holiday at the end of the year mm. and it's not about always being at a 10 out of 10 in happiness either you know that's Be, like you said it best in um, in your a couple podcasts podcast ago, podcasts ago um, yeah. be content with the 7 or the 8 yeah choose to suffer through things that are important go for the 10 because yeah. yeah you feel great for a moment <laughs> mm. but then you're always going to end up back at the 6 or the 7 so yeah so we just make the 6 or the 7 our safe haven are comfortable so we'll just keep working on that man that's awesome yeah and last question I thought about this just now <laughs> I think this podcast really like it's applicable to everyone men women uh, they whoever you are whoever you um, identify yourself as it's applicable but I think it's more applicable to men than women considering what we're talking about so let's say there's a young guy out there listening who's just come out of a bad relationship or they're currently in a bad relationship and they're really depressed about who they are and they're considering, you know, negative things and they're only thinking negative things, what would your number one bit of advice be to that person? Like, what what would you say is the first step? Well, the first step to get past that. Knowing that the way you're feeling and the things you're going through and the thoughts that you're having and the fact that you're a bit negative um, or you're not in the right mindset, it's, it's perfectly normal. Mm. It's part of the process of becoming um, an adult yeah it's normal so that, that that's the first thing that it's normal you're not mm. an outsider it's completely normal like mm. we are brought up in a world that isn't a great place we're brought up in a cruel world so first thing is understand that what you're going through and the things that you're feeling it's normal it's completely normal I've, yeah. I've talked to a lot of friends now that I'm a bit more open and I haven't really spoke to anyone that doesn't believe that or hasn't had negative thoughts mm. or hasn't hit rock bottom. Yeah. Like it's completely normal. 
Awesome, bro. So, yeah. Thank you, man. Pumped. All right, hopefully this one, the sound quality works. Yeah, there might be a little bit of barking in the background from the dogs and that, but I think we'll, we'll manage it this time. Yeah. The last one you could not even hear. Yeah, it was terrible. I remember you're like, oh, yeah, so that didn't work. We need to shoot again. I'm like, send over the audio file. <laughs> It'll be fine. Listen to like 20 seconds. And I was like, okay, yeah, we really can't use this. <laughs>